live episode 86 i am your co-host pisky i am joined as always by the one and only godfather and as promised we have a professional props better here with us today this is adam this is at the beagle bets on x you can give him a follow right away because this guy is a professional he knows what he's talking about and uh adam i'm gonna start it off before i even say hello and say thank you for coming i'm gonna start off by saying i know you're a very intelligent guy and we've had very intelligent people on this podcast before so number one rule is you cannot embarrass the godfather and i because last time we had an intellect on here he made us look stupid so no making us look stupid you got it Uh, Thanks for doing this, man. Really, yeah. honestly, I'm excited. Welcome. I've been fired Thank up you guys. all week. Happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm fired up all week because I know we're going to learn a lot in this episode and you're going to help us with our Super Bowl props. So why don't we kick it off with uh, you just telling us where you're from, how you got involved with uh, sports betting or just betting in general. Sure, yeah. Um, so I grew up in, out, just outside of Boston. Uh, kind of, you know, typical childhood, I guess. Played a lot of... Uh, I always had like two older brothers and them and my dad and I, we always played like tons of games, like chess, card games, board games, lots of strategy games. So I think that kind of set the stage a little bit. Um, so when I was in college, my friend got, um, said he was making money playing poker and I didn't really seem like that plausible at the time. I never really heard of people <laughs> doing this, but he said, give it a try. He was playing, um, back then he was playing like 24 tables, uh, you know, like small stakes. And back then it was pretty easy. This was probably around 2007. You could just fold like almost everything, play premium hands. People didn't really notice. They would just donate to you. Okay. Um, but so I was a little too ADHD for that though. So I started just playing heads up, sit and goes. And because it's okay. action, action, action all the time. A lot uh, it suited me better. And I think I just had, I was pretty aggressive. I think I just kind of had a good sense for how to play compared to how a lot of people were playing at that time. Um, I was started moving up, playing high stakes. I was, uh, you know, playing like the, up to 5,000 heads up, sit and goes. Um, and it was kind of a funny lifetime. My, my roommates would be waiting for me to go out to like the dollar beat draft night in college. And I'm, you know, they caught on. It's got to finish this game for five grand. And, um, but so in everybody's then, best interest, eh? <laughs> but then uh, sort of not too surprisingly, I had a good intuition for it, but people started using math and programs and getting actually kind of figuring out more mathematical ways to play and i wasn't doing that so as uh as in anything in gambling right if you don't adapt you fall behind so yep. all of a sudden the games that used to be a uh, plus two plus three percent edge becoming a minus two percent mm-hmm. not which is not as good <laughs> yeah no no that sucks um no. <laughs> uh, so and then as a lot of people probably know in black friday hit in 2011 so you couldn't keep playing on the major poker sites in the us um and i didn't really want to leave the country or anything so i was just kind of kept playing on some smaller sites and um also while i've been playing poker i I like sports growing up kind of didn't follow them as much when i was in college but I actually dropped out of college to keep playing poker. I was spending way more oh, wow. of my time doing that than uh, ah, studying. So yeah. I figured it was, you know, time to make a change. A guy You're from Boston, <laughs> a guy from Boston, not into sports. This is a first Well, I, I was always into them. Just kind of took a little hiatus for a few years, you know, busy yeah, in college. Okay. But then I started playing uh, fantasy basketball leagues for money with other poker players. 
So that was, I think, kind of my introduction to starting to get into sports for uh, a living, into okay. betting. And I think one thing that poker really gave me going into sports was the idea, right, from like rounders, if you can't spot the sucker at the table in the first 30 minutes, you have the sucker. So yeah. I, I kind of knew, I didn't know how to win, but I knew that if I just logged on and said, hey, I'm going to bet Lakers plus six, they're a good team. Like that isn't, wasn't going to be a way to win. No. Um, so I started with long teasers, pretty easy way to get into it. And then I, the first thing I started originating myself was just who would score first in NBA games. I oh. I was like, uh, GRP wins. I had a notebook where I would write down. <laughs> I would go yes. through the game log. I had no sophistication at all, right? I'd go through the game logs manually. For, it would take hours, but I would just write down who would get the tip off every time. And then I would see, okay, this center's winning 70%. This center's winning 33%. Okay, they're facing each other. Probably going to be a really likely which team gets the ball first. Right, so, yeah. And I just kind of nice. went from there. Um, you know, obviously that worked. You you know, not getting rich doing that, but it, you know, it's a winning system. Not too surprising there. Um, so and... just to, just to interject quickly, Adam, when you sure. were doing those basketball ones, uh, were the lines like minus one ten aside? Were they even, or were they kind of favored towards the guy that was seventy percent? Back then, they didn't really know who would win the tip off. They would be wow. skewed more so on the spread of the team. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. In wow. my opinion, probably wow. even a little too much. So my favorite bets was if you had a good jump ball, but you were a bad team. So you'd be like <laughs> an underdog and you get plus money. I think yeah. that's one of my favorite ones, but makes wow. sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't calculating exactly how much more favored you were, but even if you're a 10, 12 point favor, you're only going to get say five more baskets over the course of a game. It shouldn't tilt you that much and who scores first. And um, I didn't really calculate it. Just having an edge on the jump ball was enough to win on that. And it uh, wasn't pushing small edges, right? If one guy was 60, one guy was 50, it wasn't probably betting that. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, no, for, I've heard about this. You got 20, 25% gap between the two of them. And... I've heard about this. I remember the full dog mentioning this time. I don't think he caught on to it uh, quite as early as you did, but I remember this back in the day that, yes, there was something. It might have even been back. What year did you say that was in? Uh, this was probably 2011, I think. 2011 mm. so yeah i think he might have been still working at bet us back then yeah, yeah no he definitely was because that definitely was the beginning was. of banfield group yeah. yeah and he noticed that christ maybe it was you or someone you <laughs> i don't teamed think up i was with. on bet us but you were at bet us okay and uh okay okay no, because no, uh, tony maker, i think yeah <laughs> There were people, uh, like, I think that's where he caught on to the to, to the system, is that, holy shit, this should be favored in, in different ways. Wow. Okay, nice. no, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely heard about the, the jump ball thing in the NBA. So, yeah, then through about 2011 through 2016, I was playing poker and I was sports betting. And I was winning some at both, wasn't really doing amazing at both, nowhere near how I'd been doing at poker pre, like, say, 2009, 2010 time. Um, okay. You know, I wasn't really improving my craft that much at either. I was just kind of, I was working on both, but kind of bouncing around, like I'm having a bad week at poker, I'll focus more on sports this week, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, it was winning, but it, and I had money saved from poker. So, you know, I wasn't really worried too much. I had some ups and downs, but at the same time, it was, wasn't really maybe progressing that much. Okay. Um, and then in 2017, I actually started working um, full time with someone for a while. He was a friend of the family. He was He's a few years younger than me. He was just getting out of college. And um, he didn't know that much about gambling, but he had a computer science degree. So oh, that helps. So he kinda, you know, kind of <laughs> blended. So yeah, and I, at this point, I 95% gave up poker, still maybe played a little, but basically from then okay. on, I've been moved on to sports. Um, 
And started really sort of started doing better then. Combination, I think, just being focused on one thing, and then also having working with someone who was coding and a lot better at math than me could kind of mm -hmm. I could give him some. I've always been very strong on the idea side. He's going to okay. be stronger on the math and implementation implementation side. So yeah, nice combo. Yeah, and so we were doing baseball, basketball, football, and he actually made a simulation model. I helped him sort of design it, but he coded it for uh, baseball. And I think this would have been a great model if we'd made it, say, in 2010, but we were making it without StatCast. The year StatCast came out. <laughs> oh, shit. So okay. unfortunately, it could beat open as, at least when it first came out and everything, but it didn't really... It wasn't as good as we thought because people were starting to look at more advanced stuff than we were. So, ah, um, okay. but the cool thing yeah, about yeah. it was it was simulation, so it wasn't just giving you a spread in total. It was um, churning out like player plot results, and those lines were oh. softer. So we were doing pretty well with those. Wow! Nice. And betting football, and he started. He also um, made some models for game props for football, which the crazy okay. thing is they were based off nothing but sides and uh, spread in total, and you could really. And you had these huge edges. Um, okay. One of shags that kind of just dried up for the most part this year is our longest touchdown. Okay, would, go ahead. We saw like a huge statistical edge on every single game on under longest touchdown. And yeah, we, would, we would maybe hit, yeah. filter out two or three games where we knew they really liked to throw it deep, but we would bet, you know, 14 out of 16 games in a weekend and we'd be returning 8, 10%. It was... Uh... <laughs> but finally this year, lines... Compliment Lines that used to be 39 and a half, longest touchdown will be 34 and a half, maybe 29 and a half. So it's wow. still something I might bet sometimes, but it's not, you know, like it's, anything, right? When it figures that when it's that much of an edge, people are going to, the books are going to see like, hey, okay, every sharp account is betting under and they're winning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's, obviously, it's yeah, a little too simple to reverse well. engineer what we're doing, right? <laughs> wow. That that's that's incredible, man. Like I I know in our roadmap here we have a, a small discussion about what we were doing with props with the Banfield Group uh, versus, I'm sorry, Godfather, but the Lottery Corporation, um, and I remember things like that. Like Godfather, I think you can relate to this too. Do you remember, like, um, what was it? Was it the longest uh, punt return? Return was kept... problematic for. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know if the, I don't think that's a, a prop in the in the major markets of, of football. No. Do you recognize it at all, Adam? Really just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Just in the Super Bowl. OK. Yeah. yeah. But I that right. one was problematic for us because yeah. I think back in the day we started at 17 and a half. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Like and you we, just said, we, Adam, and we had to keep chopping it, keep chopping yeah. it because we kept getting roasted on it. Yeah. 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 So, By the time I lapsed and retired, we were down to what? 13 and a half, and a half, 12 and a half, something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. So it's guys like this that I are, think I actually uh, saw 17 and a half on the Super Bowl. Maybe that's uh Oh, is that right? Bowl. Well, hey, I'm not there anymore. So uh, roast not, away. Not OLG, just in general. <laughs> just in general. Not, yeah, not OLG. Wow. That's actually not one I've ever really handicapped. So maybe when we log off, we'll have to go there, check that. that might be yeah, there could be something there. I would take a peek at that because I remember having to drop the number specifically because this was back in the day, I think like an 80% under on every game that we offered wow so yeah yeah <laughs> that's worth it right, i might bet that when we log off there you go there you uh, go everyone yeah that's, a, that's <laughs> your but first then, <laughs> your first edge of the day <laughs> but then uh, my specialty has actually always been more on the player prop side because okay. that is not as much uh something that you really need like it, it's hard to model i think because it's so dynamic 
So to give an example, say NBA is my main sport. And to give an example, right, say if Trey Young is out for the Hawks, you know that there's probably going to be some assists and some points to go around to his teammates. Correct. But it's not necessarily intuitive. It's not necessarily like easy to mathematically model where those opportunities are going to go. Right, somebody like Clint Capella, who only is going to score off of dunks, putbacks, lobs, isn't really going to get any additional opportunities. He might even get less opportunities without Trey Young feeding mm. him. So or it's not like it's this, not the Jute Murray automatic well, in that. Jute in that... Murray, right, will be he'll certainly get the biggest increase. And yeah. then by how much of an increase is you know not you have you know just saying he's going to go up is he go up one assist, two assists, three assists? Yeah, not figuring that out, and then. You know, it could be one way one year, and then the next year they could have another player on the team that changes the dynamic, or another player could be in or out due to injury. So it's very hard for the book. It's not like something like the longest touchdown, where the book can kind of just say, okay, every game they bet under, so we're just going to lower the line to it's no longer a mm-hmm. huge edge. Because, right. it's, I mean, I better, I would say I bet more unders than overs, but it's definitely a mix. And if they just lowered everything by 10%, I'd bet mostly overs, and it'd be easy. So it's, yeah. they can't just yeah. like make a, global change like that and gain some cute in you know that's a great example i've focused on that's a great example because in situations like that i wrestle with this almost almost nightly so i i've noticed in situations like that where the residual um benefit guy so let's just say keep the same example dejute murray he might he might average five and a half assists and a lot of the books will have a minimum six and a half, and a lot of them will have seven and a half. Do you find the same sort of thing, and or or or, or do you? What young look... out? You're saying? Yeah, precisely. Right, they do. But I would actually say, if it's say six and a half, I would most likely love that over, even when he's averaging five and a half, because yeah. this he's a player who I think I forget exactly off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure he averaged over eight on the Spurs when he was their best player. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a player who I think has the capability to be in that seven and a half, eight range for sure. Gotcha. But he's just never going to average that playing with Trey. Gotcha. So ball's not in his hands enough. Exactly. Right. It's not, he has the skill to run the offense, maybe not at as high a level as Trey, but he could run the offense as a four time mm-hmm. starting point guard. But uh, do you think thing, he, but, so it oh, kind of depends ahead. how they get their points and how they get their assists. And, you know, he's just going to yeah. run a lot more pick and roll a lot more. I saw even too. So. So you mentioned, Adam, that you generally bet more unders. Do you think the public betting into these props has anything to do with that? Do you think books push them a little bit? Yeah, I would have to assume so. It's definitely yeah, decreased, right? from a, it's de- it's decreased from a few years ago. I think okay. um, a few years ago, unders, were, especially in the NFL, unders were really, really strong. Oh. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's definitely changed some. Because okay. if you look, you look at these same game parlays people post on Twitter, right? It's <laughs> twelve overs in a row, right? Like I don't even know yeah. how many people well, you can bet on this. So. <laughs> I have okay. family. Me- I have family members where, like, they'll, they'll get physically ill if they have to, even if it's even suggested for an under. So, <laughs> and honestly, like, if you're spreading the games, unders are terrible. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I don't know if it's been because I've been working at a sports book for all of my adult life and the stuff that we were doing against Proline, but I can't stand betting overs. Like, don't get me wrong. There's no better feeling than betting an over prop and they go over by a mile in the third quarter and you can sit back and enjoy the game and not give a shit at what happens at the end of it all. But 
I, I just, I, I, I hate waiting for it. I love betting unders. That is, like, and obviously, personal bias. And if there's an edge on the over, I'm going over. But if I had a gun to my head, under or over, I am always taking the other. That's just how I'm I will say it. my single favorite play is same game parlaying somebody under who I think might play very few minutes. And then, you okay. know, the, the book thinks they're going to play 18 and they play eight. It's, it's the best. Yeah, game. those are nice. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And there's no chance that he's getting back on the court. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you mentioned same game parlays. I want to run with that. When we were going against the Lottery Corp, I, I haven't really mentioned this in any piece of content that I've ever put out. I've always kind of kept it a little bit vague. So I'm, I'm going to let in because you are a professional. I want to see what your opinion is on it. So basically what the Lottery Corporation was allowing us to do is parlay. It was same game parlays, but correlated parlays. So you could take the quarterback in a football game, go under to the wide receiver, go under to the second wide receiver, go under to the longest pass in the game, go under to the first half total, go under to the second half total, and just basically put them all together, whether it be three teams, four teams, five teams. Does that say anything to you, Adam? Like, I, I don't think you can do it these days with same-game parlays at all the, you know, the predatory sports books because I don't think the odds were good enough. But given the right odds, do you think that's a viable strategy the correlation yeah, factor? for sure um i mean i'm not so it would just depend on how much the correlation is priced in okay. and the, i'm not really a math guy as much to know how to figure that out but certainly i could tell you you know certainly that if you know the quarterback went under and the best receiver went under it's more likely the game went under if it's you know one yeah. percent likely or 50 percent more likely i'm sure somewhere in between but i you know i can't tell you exactly where that lands but yeah for sure that's you know conceptually going to be accurate yeah Okay, cool. Um, I'm not the math guy either. That was the full dog. So I, I just sort of made it all happen. And I, I understood it, obviously, right? When one thing happens, that's what correlated is, right? One thing happens, it's more likely that other things are going to happen in the same thing. But yeah, so what we did is we went out with that same strategy, that same system on every single game. It doesn't matter if the total was 54 or the total was 39. It was the same strategy for every same game. And a lot of people question us about that. Say, why would you do that? If you knew you had two really good quarterbacks, like a, I don't know, like a Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, why in God's name would you bet unders? But that's just the way it is. It was the numbers that told us to do that. So, you know, that's, that's how it went. And... The unders, if you grouped all the unders together, it hit way more often than all the overs together. But that mean, yeah, that would make sense to me. And yeah. it yeah, it makes sense that you're doing it even with the better players because the lines are just gonna be higher. The game's gonna be fifty-four yeah. and the, the passing prop's gonna be two ninety. So, you know, sure exactly. like they're better players, but they could get two seventy and you could still win. So yeah, it's not like yeah. It's not, yeah, they were relative. If the exactly. correlation is yeah. mispriced, if the original lines are reasonably accurate and the correlation is mispriced, it shouldn't really matter what the original lines are. Okay, good. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, that that, that was crazy uh, what we had going on. Uh, and it was old style. You could not bet online. So it was literally going convenience store, buying lottery tickets, convenience store, store to store to store all over the province of Ontario. That was our, that's how we had to get down. 
and it was yeah that's how i found out about you guys actually was on (laughs) that circles off episodes then i started okay okay so you've heard the story and everything yeah yeah that's how i found you guys (laughs) and i'm sure everyone listening to this has heard it a million times and so is the Uh. (laughs) who gets pissed off every time i bring it up but honestly it, it was it was an angle and it's nice to talk about it to let everyone know that if you look close enough sometimes you can find angles and edges just like uh adam is doing here Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will just add the same game parlays. I don't think it's so obvious the ones, but I definitely do think there's mispricing still on them. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I I think when when we had a little powwow after the lottery corporation stuff went away in Ontario, obviously the full dog and I would have loved to continue what we were doing, and we did have a quick glance at the same game parlays. But the the problem is is uh, everything we did with the lottery corporation was anonymous. Because there was no accounts involved, there was no logging into your account. Mm-hmm. Everything was anonymous at the stores. So trying to get down the volume because you need volume. And again, I'm going to quote this podcast: "Winning is just the beginning. You need to figure out how to get down." We were able to get down massively in Ontario. Whereas if you move that online, all of a sudden now yeah. you have to sign up with accounts. You have to get money into the accounts. The accounts are going to get limited once they see what's going on and. It's not as easy. It's not yeah. nowhere near. What we did was very difficult, but I think it's even more difficult trying to do it online at all these yeah, other different places. Kind of and challenge. the edge was yeah, and the edge was, yeah, yeah, different challenge. And the edge was wasn't as big. So everyone likes to shit on the odds of the lottery corporation. They were actually better than what they're giving you in same game parlays these days at places like FanDuel 100%. and DraftKings and all that shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't do a lot of same game parlays where I just based on the correlation. But I do like to handicap the lines, and then with once I think I have lines that are independent value, I do think I'm able to find some correlations where maybe they think it's negative two percent or three percent. They're paying me over fair, but I actually think that if one hits, the other one's a little more likely to hit too. Okay, so nice. if you're nice. taking two legs that I think are independently plus EV, and then maybe stacking them, something like say in basketball, just one example, the minutes are going to be maybe a little bit correlated between starters. Okay. Not directly the stats, but if the game's a blowout, they're all going to play a little less. If the game's overtime, they're all going to play a little more. So you're just getting a little... It's. I wouldn't go out and just you know try to bet this blindly, but if you can pick winning props anyway, you can get a little extra edge sometimes on doing that. Uh, on the parlay stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good, a lot, and honestly, I think the books might like you a little bit better. Might last a little bit longer sometimes because <laughs> they see yeah. you betting same game parlays and that's like their big winner. So they think they just kind of throw you in the bucket of same game parlay player. I think uh, mm. I do bet a lot of standalone props, but I think those might get you flagged a little bit quicker. Oh, oh 100%. Okay, that leads it to the burning yeah, question. That burning as, question. Soon, as soon as I said we're bringing a professional props better onto the podcast, Godfather you know, rubbed his eyes and said, wait a second, I am the prop guy for our little recreational operation that we do. The Godfather is the prop guy. And he's in there every night with a little bit of a system I gave him to, you know, keep it in line. And he's grinding away. And honestly, we've tried to put more than his W200, which which means win 200, 200 bucks. And it, it is it has been a, a nightmare, and I feel like as soon as props start to go in the account, that's when you get all kinds of problems, yep. with limitations, and whatnot. So the burning question, Adam, how in the world do you, as a professional props player, get down on some of these props, standalone props? Yeah, I, I got to hear this, man. Because I mean, ugh. the short answer is you got to work with people, right? Because <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. not I'm not particularly welcome at any of the uh, sports books in New York right now. 
Okay. So, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. some sites like FanDuel, I will say, are a little bit fair that, like, even if you get really profiled, they'll give you, like, 10% maybe of their normal limits, which might be a couple hundred bucks on a prop, which, I mean, yeah. I'm looking to I'm looking to bet more, but for a lot of people out there, like, it's probably fine. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you basically you need to work with people. So one thing I've done a lot, even going back before legalization, is that I've always been less in the PPH world than a lot of people. I've always had people make a lot of accounts for me, like um, especially accounts like Bovada, a little bit easier, right? No geolocation. Mm-hmm. And I've never really been too worried about winning long term. So I'll, I'll people with maybe people who don't bet on their own. So you just say, hey, can you make this account? And I'll fund it for you. And then I'll free roll you a percent of the winnings. And they're like, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Why not? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually ended up with a couple of people who have become basically like beard gatherers. <laughs> I think one guy's probably made me 30 Bavada accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. So, okay. So yeah, he, yeah. I think he has some big network from poker. And right, he, uh, so he reaches out to his friends, maybe gives them the sign up bonus, places the bets for them. And, you know, he gets uh-huh. he gets the percent I free roll them. Yeah. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. That okay. That 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 makes sense. And that's how I'm not sure of the exact legality doing that with the regulated books. So I won't comment if I do that or not. But it it, no. it might be something you could be done. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's a sticky point for sure. For sure. Uh, I always you know every time I'm giving my little tips on TikTok and whatnot, you know, I I, I say it with kind of tongue in cheek and be careful with this because you know according to the terms and conditions you aren't supposed yeah. to do that. But then you get into the whole argument. Well, you know why aren't you know winners allowed to play at these places and you know i look at it perhaps i'm just advising them on some plays that i think might be good yeah there you (laughs) You go yeah yeah um (laughs) and then you know people of course better kiosks um yes i've I've worked with some people who who get down a kiosk which you know not always the biggest limits especially these days but they're not moving the line so next year i'm actually looking to bring in somebody basically to help me like because it's, it's gotten to be too much where I'm making originating all the plays and then trying to get them all out, too. So I'm looking okay. to bring someone in who can really kind of get help me get down in terms of just sending it all out yeah. and kind of figuring out maybe if you hit the kiosk first, the line doesn't move and you can come back later on the app. Or so, yeah, that, definitely that, a that's nuance to that, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. The game within the game. And a lot of the sharp betters that we've had on this podcast and that we communicate with regularly say the exact same thing. It's an art form. Like the winning is obviously very difficult. There's not too many people on the planet that can figure out how to make regular income in sports betting. But once you do figure that out, <laughs> that's just the beginning. That you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just you're right. just getting started there because like you said, and then it becomes a monster on its own where a guy like you, if you got to look through and you got to you know check where your edges are, that takes a lot of time. And then yeah, you got to figure putting... out how to get down. And I'm putting in an MBA day, typically dozens of plays in a single day. Okay. So it's time consuming. Although that's one thing I would say Very. is that if you if you specialize in a sport, it's a lot faster. So like okay. if you like football, I'm betting now actually with my old partner, we kind of went our separate ways on good terms and everything's kind of focused on different stuff. But we actually usually um pair back up for the Super Bowl, maybe the NFL playoffs. And okay. uh he still bets more football than me. But usually like so NFL season starts, I'm usually betting NFL only for six weeks, then NBA starts, and it's like I just the season's basically ended. I just you know, really okay. Yeah, so, just, so NBA is your go-to. That is your. It's favorite. become that my go-to. Really... Yeah, and I found oh, nice. that the time is better spent if you 
it might take me two minutes to find that a certain prop is good, but if you didn't follow it so closely, it might take you 10 or 15 minutes because you'd have to look back. You'd have to look at so much stuff, but I already know I looked at the same player two days ago. Right. Okay. Okay. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. So instead of being distracted by week seven, week eight of the football season and grinding over there, you're like, no, I am solely focused on NBA. And yeah, I, I just broke down this player two days ago. Boom. Yeah. Much easier job. I done. Say, okay, so, yeah, I could see. His, so don't yeah. give me shit when I take Clint Capella over rebounds on back to on on back to back nights. All right. Thank 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 you, Adam. Adam, we have this we have this Google Sheets, right? And we put all our plays, so we track all our plays, and we we share it, right? We we're doing this thing together. And sometimes I go in there. I know the Godfather likes playing overs, and when I see. 15 consecutive over bets. No, it wasn't 15. Like, hey, it wasn't what's going 15. On, <laughs> it was like yes, seven. Was. No, Don't it was lie. not 15. Don't lie. You're, you're we, have a, we have a guest. We, you're supposed to behave yourself today. Yeah, sorry, Adam. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't 15. Bro. I, I'd expect so. nothing less from you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay. But most of the time, you said it, you're on the unders at... And overs. Like, you're doing a bit of both, right? Is there ever a time? I guess there could be a time. Like, I give the Godfather a hard time just because that's my nature. That's what my... I've been put on this planet to give him a hard time. But do you ever, like, go through times where it's, like, 15 consecutive unders or 15 consecutive overs? Uh, yeah, maybe unders occasionally. Just kind of okay. math problem if I maybe play it. I actually... Mm. So one thing that's maybe different I found for me some other pro betters is I actually don't keep very meticulous records. And I, in terms of winning and losing, I do. But I've listened to someone like Rob Pozzola talk about, like, you know, his record of betting on a certain quarterback five years ago. I'm not even... I'm honestly not yeah. even breaking it down, really, by gotcha. stat or if it's over-under. Um, it's just kind of an extra time layer of tracking all these extra things. And then I'm <laughs> also afraid is. of just falling victim to sample size. Suppose okay. that, you know, maybe over a month I'm doing very badly on one prop type, but doing very well on another. And then so I say, maybe I give up the one that I'm doing poorly on. But I fundamentally think that if you can handicap players, like you should be able to do all their stats. So I okay. just can't. And, you know, it's working. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Don't fuck with a good thing. Maybe yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm under-analyzing, but... I think it's kind of been a uh, a strength of mine almost. It's just sort of having a confidence. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, concentrate so on the bottom line, really right, Adam? Under, you know, the end of the end of the month is always up, so good enough. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I yeah. say. So Leave maybe, me alone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I should then back off a little bit. It just but it maybe stuck next out year when I have when I'm working with someone, I'd like to kind of keep that stats a little bit a little bit better records if if I'm doing less of it myself, but. Yeah, and that's interesting. That's not something I necessarily recommend if you're newer to this because you do want to see what's working. I've been doing it long enough, I just sort of have that confidence. But at the same time, you still need to be careful, right? Because if you make 50 rebounds bets and 50 assist bets, there's just a good chance that one of them is going to maybe do better than the others for. Yeah, you know, just right. entirely nothing to do with how you're handicapping. Well, I, I I can relate to that because everyone knows anyone that's been following this podcast knows that I like to middle, and that's because I'm chicken shit of variance. I do not like to go on losing streaks. I like to see all green, and I it helps me sleep at night. But I've been trying this thing lately where there's a particular website that I keep losing at. I'm sure everyone can figure it out, 
And people are asking me like, well, Pisky, why don't you just stop betting at this website? And I, th <laughs> this has come up years ago, years ago. But again, I've always been too chicken shit. What happens if it turns? What happens if it turns? It hasn't turned in 11 years. So now I'm finally starting to take <laughs> it off, take my foot off the gas at this particular website. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I have to document because I'm too scared if I don't like what's going to happen. I need to see it. I need to see everything. But like you said, once you've done it for so long and, and once I, I prove to myself that this works, well then, yeah, I can ease off the tracking. Yeah. And I remember um, back when my own account still took decent limits, like last season, because I only moved to New York that year. Um, so it was, I was trying to a little bit of NBA live trading where I would just mostly just betting off of lines that seemed off. A little bit of maybe putting my own opinion of like what was happening in the game and okay. caesars were just absolutely slaughtering me and then i was just making the money back against everybody else i was like breaking even for a month or something yeah. doing that and i honestly don't even know if they were sharp or it was just a crazy one of variance but that, you do, that's I funny that's pithy yeah. experience so, go ahead yes Chris. i was i was in vegas last season doing doing what we do and the same thing happened to me i was competitive against every sports book beating every sports book except circa i, I don't stand a chance there uh, except caesars for whatever yeah. reasons caesars was crushing me and but that not necessarily a bad thing when you get into all the perks and everything like that yeah. but it, it was crazy i could not keep a balance at caesar i would have to deposit there I, I think maybe 10 times during the season. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way that these guys are sharp. There's no way. It's very... That's how was my but, thinking. But I, I think know. they must have been sharper than they seem. And they were a point off everybody else. Yeah. I also must so, have won bad. Because it was like double-digit negative ROI. And even if, even if they were the sharp work, why it couldn't have been. It right? Be yeah. Bad, but, yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe but, there is something there with Caesars. I, th I, I did don't think know. it helped me last a little longer with that account on my props anyway. So it wasn't yeah. all bad. But Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Eventually, for sure. they got sick of me anyway. But... The Negronis were great. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, the Negronis, free Negronis, because the real yeah. ones cost north 30 of $30 bucks. a pop. Yeah. Uh, how how many props do you generally get to put in an account before they start screwing around with you, would you say? Have you noticed? Is there a number? There isn't really a set number. Um, okay. It just it depends on the account. Something like DraftKings, if you're not betting same game parlays, they're gonna kick you off. Yeah, could be a day or two. <laughs> they're limiting you. Same game parlays. I've noticed they actually give you some uh, some time, okay. even if you're winning. Yeah. If you're only playing same game parlays, they they kind of put you in the fish pocket for a while. You have to prove to them you're sharp before they kick you off. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. A site like FanDuel, you might get limited from the. Uh, from the highest limits pretty quickly, but it, it's not like DraftKings where it goes from good limits to like $5. Okay. So they might take you to 50% limits or 40% yeah. limits. And yeah, eventually can, you get down yeah. to like 10% limits or something, you know, it's not too much use yeah. to me, but. I can live you know, with that. Like an account know, that's like, but... you know, 40% limits. And I mean, they, some stuff like a points bet right before tip off on a fresh account, it might be taking like 10K. So if you're really? taking 40%, you know, 40% of that, it's not bad or even 20% of that. And that, yeah. that might be like half an hour before tip, but you know, if you're getting one to two thousand a couple hours before the game, like it's pretty good that, pop. And that's so. that's really good. That's really good. Um, a lot more than we can get, that's for sure. Some sites yeah. like uh, Prop Builder, like they have on Bravado or Bet Online, I've noticed they seem to not care unless you win. So if you <laughs> win, it could be three days. If yeah, you right. lose, it could be two months. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's that, one that's... thing too that's taught me about variants is just I might have a few prop builders going at the same time, putting in the same type of stuff, but not the same stuff. And then one okay. just can't lose and one can't win. And you know, it's not like I'm giving a good place to one account. Yeah. So it, just, yeah. it just shows you how, you know, even over 100, 200, 300 bets, like it can be such a huge range of outcomes yes. off, of, off of similar expectation. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, mm-hmm. I've seen this in, in, in other accounts and even local guys, right? When, you're di- when you dip into the black market a little bit, like there's some sites that I'm like, holy shit, there's been times in, you know, Banfield Group's history that I'm like, man, oh man, we, we like bought a house for this guy. And for whatever reason, like we <laughs> yeah. know it's not, we know they're not sharp, but for whatever reason, it just, just would wouldn't not work. work. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Adam, I have a question for you uh, sure. with, in regards to basketball props um what's your favorite prop to zero in on because i would love nothing more than to put in like 15 rebound props in a row on fisk and see see what kind of sarcastic bullshit he's my favorite my one way. which sadly it's almost impossible to still get down on was turnovers oh. i love turnovers i don't know why i just thought they were set so poorly Really? So player turnovers or team turnovers? Uh, player turnovers. Okay. But now Caesars, it's really bizarre. They'll still offer it, but they'll cap you to like a tenth of normal props. I have no idea why they even put it up there at this point. Only on a that lot certain, of, certain prop? Yeah, just turnovers. They don't like oh. want turnovers anymore. Um, they'll, <laughs> they'll put them up. Just like, it's almost just like to tease you. Oh, <laughs> and then wow. uh, DraftKings, they don't put them in the same game parlay. So the odds of me having access to a... Uh, a good DraftKings account at any given moment on the highest. Yeah. Uh, gotcha, so those, gotcha. that was my favorite. I think my favorite of the more mainstream ones is probably Assist. Okay. Okay. I think it um, maybe varies a little, the most based on like who's playing. Right. Some. Uh, so would you ever do a double assist over on the Mavs with uh, Luca and Kyrie on the same team, or you kind of stay away from something like that? Typically, no, but okay. yeah, sometimes. Actually, the last few days I've been on Hero and Butler both over assists in the same game, like I think okay. two or three times. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Because think... what invariably what happens to me is when I play Luca over, Kyrie will go nuts. And when I, I go on Kyrie, Luca goes nuts. And then I start throwing shit around my house. And then it's just not good for anybody. But Very measured anyway. response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I, yeah, because unless I'm parlaying it, I just look at it, sure that like maybe they're a little inverse correlation, but each one's a standalone bet. So mm-hmm. even if what, I don't mind having a little bit of negative correlation against myself if it's not a parlay. As long as I think they're both positive expectation. Yeah. And I think in a case like the Mavs, I mean, on the Heat, um, it's because I think because they got Rogier and they got rid of Lowry. And I think it's kind of the books haven't maybe quite adjusted to how they've been playing. Yeah. So today's actually didn't even realize uh, before recording this and went to like a few hours ago that it was the deadline today for the NBA. Yes. I love the trade deadline because the best two weeks of the season is uh, the beginning of the first two weeks of the season when everything's new. But the deadline is one of the best times, too. Nice. The books don't adjust. It's hard to adjust, right? You don't know how, like, um, when quickly went up to Toronto, there was some amazing overs on him for about a week and a half. And really? And then eventually, you know, that's that's a great tip, man. Eventually, the books figured out, like, okay, he's because to me, he was somebody who was like a starter quality player, but had always been a backup and always been playing with Brunson and hadn't really had an opportunity to showcase as a starting point guard. So, but 
if you follow it closely, I think he's somebody, maybe not like a high quality starter, but he's a starting caliber player. Absolutely. And I agree with when you. he goes to an opportunity where he's actually the best point guard on his team, his numbers are going to be more in line with or maybe a typical starter versus what he was doing in his minutes in New York. We was often sharing the court with Brunson for maybe even half of his minutes. Gotcha. Any moves today that you liked? What's your favorite move from today so far? Anyway, I think the three uh, o'clock was it four thirty. <laughs> the Knicks, I think, have done the best today for sure. Nice. Um, Bias because you're in New York. No, I'm Celtics fan. Boston, yeah, that's true. Um, but my my personal favorite move is I have a very large bet on the Timberwolves to win the West. So I like that they got Monte Morris. I think he's a good backup point guard. Mm, very good. So yeah, it's nice. a deep cut on that one, but that's that's my own personal uh, most likely to make me money bet move of the of the deadline so far. Good. Good to know. Beautiful way. You must be loving this Godfather because the Godfather oh, loves that. betting basketball props. <laughs> like, forget football. He loves his basketball props. So this this must be hitting all the uh, right notes yeah. for you. Uh, but gentlemen, the reason people are here, well, no, the reason people are here, they're here to learn this entire thing. This has been a fa fascinating episode so far, but the Super Bowl is in a few days from now. Yeah. So we got to talk Super talk Bowl props. Because yes, Adam has done some some studying, and he even it's 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 great. Like I I want to explain to you guys how serious he takes this stuff. Because I'm like, you're you're actually going to give us a few props to potentially play. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, but make sure when we're done talking, you get the podcast out quick because I don't want the line to move on people. So this is how much this go. guy cares about this there stuff. Yeah, giving out stale lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but that's you know what I mean. That not everyone would say things <laughs> like that. And you know, you're a real pro when you when you're talking that kind of language. So, Adam, there there is a billion. Super Bowl props out there yeah. like it is nauseating to go through all of them so I want you to just give us a quick synopsis of how you approach the Super Bowl and maybe take us through a day-to-day -day. the lines are coming out the props are coming out what does Adam do in order to find an edge for the Super Bowl so like I mentioned I'm working with my old partner again on this so it's kind of two-man operation there he does football year-round still well not year-round but like the whole season still so sure. he's a little more um focused in on some of these than I am and he models a lot of stuff like uh, field goal kicking and, you know, even the extra points, which actually give me some of the props I give out, um, some extra point plays. But okay, so he's modeling a lot of the game stuff more than me, um, stuff that's very hard to intuit, like will the game be tied again after 0-0, zero, zero? something that, that's not really in my wheelhouse. Like, I don't, you can't really just mm -hmm. look at it and think, like, that seems likely or that doesn't seem likely. Something like that, you really have to look at a data set of just a lot of games and come up right. with a number. And then I'm working more on the player side and also a little bit probably more on the account side of, you know, coordinating with people, making sure we have people who can help us bet. Okay. Um, and then we have, we keep records too from previous Super Bowls because a lot of the same stuff is going to repeat. So, but you can see the evolution over the years. I think a couple years ago, um, Caesars opened, will there be a thousand total yards in the game at something like no minus 450? And this happens in, I believe it's like, one one and a half percent of games so minus okay. 450 is a good bet as you gotta <laughs> yeah and then i think yeah. last year maybe it opened minus a thousand and then this year it opened minus 2500 oh so, shit. Which, okay which honestly yeah. might even still be a good bet it's not something we're gonna you know put twenty five thousand to one thousand on or something especially yeah. this total is a little bit higher than average so you can't use like an average you can't just say it's gonna be one percent outcome every game obviously um i think there was something with the safeties didn't we have like four or five safeties 
Yeah, like so that was good luck, actually. I got into betting right after the safeties. So okay. I got into the golden era when you could bet, like, no safety minus 600. And <laughs> I think that was okay. a great bet gotcha. now. That, yeah. That's pretty much gone now. I did that for a few oh. years. Okay, um, okay. So you got to kind of, a lot of the stuff, so we keep notes on what we had last year. It's always a little discouraging to see something you had minus 250 being offered minus 450 now, but. They caught you know, on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was saying about poker in the beginning, if you don't adopt, you know, if you don't adapt, things, uh, yeah, things, you, know, you, you get, you bit. get left behind. Yep. And a big part of it too with the Super Bowl is just, it's time consuming, right? So, because with other, with college basketball, there's a million games, but there's an odd screen. So you right. can just go, if there's an off-market price, someone's just going to gobble it up. Exactly. But with the Super Bowl, nobody's really going to gobble it up quick. Well, they will, but no one's going to do it in 30 seconds, the same way yeah. they're going to do with college basketball because right. there's no odd screen. Yeah, right. So there's odd screen for certain things like player props on a place like Unabated, but it's not, it's not like the, I mean, I use it, but it's not maybe the same level. Like the interface isn't maybe as like reliable. I know there's like Caesars and stuff lags. And okay. Bet stamp too. I'm not trying to call anyone. I'm just saying, like, I feel like I haven't seen prop. Um, in, in, I haven't really seen props being to the same level as maybe as efficient a feed. Right. And right. at the same time, and then also, there's just so many obscure props that aren't even up at all on any kind of odd screen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I would say is that even if you if you want to bet on the game and you're not super sophisticated in terms of like how you process of finding edges, you can just kind of line shop and then pick a side and you're probably going to do okay. Um, there's a book that I'd yeah. recommend. Um, it's called The Logic of Sports Betting, especially if you're like a little bit newer to the space. And mm, one, okay. big, one big theme of that, they call it synthetic hold. We'll say like a book would be minus 110, minus 110 in one book that the hold is minus 110. But maybe in one site, you could get minus 102 and another site, you could get minus 102 on the opposite side. So you say the synthetic hold there is minus 102, because even though at one book, it's a lot higher, you could lay either side of what you want at a, at a pretty low rate. At, at a cheaper price, yes. And yeah, then with the Super Bowl, cheaper. essentially, you can find stuff where I wouldn't recommend arbing and middling and trying to hit these sort of tight middles, but you might find Ayuk on over a longest reception, over first reception minus, um, say, 11 and a half, and then on yeah. 14 and a half on another site. And, oh, you know, okay. he's probably not going to land 12, 13, 14. The wake on the side that you, on, you know, the under 14 and a half or the over 11 and a half might be a little bit more. So I wouldn't recommend, unless you've really studied how much each yard is worth, going out and betting both. But if you're okay. looking to have either slightly negative or in many cases, maybe even a little bit positive bets, if you're seeing these discrepancies, you can just say, okay, I'm a Niners fan. I want to root for Ayuk to have a long first catch. If you're there getting you 11 and a half, you're probably doing fine. If you're betting gotcha. over 13 and a half, over 14 and a half, that, you know, it's just going to be a pretty negative bet. So over 11 okay. and a half, baby. <laughs> very, <laughs> very simple, I... <laughs> but very simple, but very smart. Honestly. Yeah. It right, is. And, it, and it doesn't have to be right. Well, you can just pick, you know, it's like stocks. I don't know a lot about stocks, but if you were going to give me 5% off on the purchase price, I'd buy a lot of stocks. Right? Like it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Very good that, example. So. Very good. Example. You don't need to know what the company's doing or anything to, you know, exactly. To make money on it. Yeah. Um, I, I got a question for you, um, Adam. Like, I, I've noticed myself um, a, a, a real pro proliferation of cross sport prop betting. Like, this year, it's just all over the place. So, you'd get a Super Bowl prop and you have a, a hockey prop. Uh, 
uh, you know, or a different sport like uh, Tatum going over 29 and a half points for your Celtics and somebody to score a touchdown or something in the Super Bowl. Do you part? Do you partake in any of that kind of stuff? Or yeah, I do. It's a little more time consuming than even than other the summer other stuff because there's so many different. The books aren't even offering the same stuff on that. Mm-hmm. So they, they might have Tatum points matched up against two different things. Gotcha. NBA, you can get some really big edges sometimes because maybe, you know, Tatum's out and then the Jalen Brown points, they thought it was going to be 22 and a half, but now it's 25 and a half. So you can find some big edges just kind of later in the week as the oh. long. Okay, but because they already have... They oh, have okay, the cause right. Yeah, because they're, they're matching them with someone in the football game. So if the number is 22 and a half early... And it moves to twenty five. They're still using that twenty two. Right, the twenty two and a half isn't even up. You know, ten okay. days in advance. But they, maybe he's averaging around that, and they just gotcha. But then Tatum's okay. out, so the line's going to move three points, four points, whatever yeah. it is. See, um, smart. Now, that, no, I'm not the only one who knows this. You're going to start <laughs> if you're not quick. You're going to start seeing a lot of minus one sixties on the side that you thought was a good value. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. But that's fair. I would say maybe the thing that's most interesting to me about the cross sport props is uh, distributions. So you might have two things that are both around 20, but one is more likely to, doesn't mean the distribution is going to be the same. So example, I think I saw, it was maybe, forgetting the NBA player, maybe Tyler Hero's points against like Ray Rice's long, um, Ray Rice, oh, Rice's uh, longest reception. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was, I think the Rice was maybe lined even a little bit higher than I expected Hero to be. But what I especially liked about that is that Rice has, there's a decent chance he can just get 28, 30, 35, these long ones, and be almost guaranteed to beat Hero. But as somebody who's lined at six and a half receptions, I think it's very unlikely he's ever going to get his longest catch is rarely going to be like 12 or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I think very even good. if the median is a little bit similar, then you're still going to maybe, maybe favored with somebody like Rice because okay. he's more likely to go over by a lot. When Hero goes over, he might go over two, three, four points a lot of the time. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So the books, it's it's time consuming, but it's also fun, especially like if maybe football's not your main sport. I like that can, one. If if football's not your main sport, you can say, okay, like I'm gonna just take the line off it on this player, and the NFL game is roughly correct, and then it's compared against how many birdies are gonna be, and you know some golf is gonna happen. Maybe that's what you focus on. So you think gotcha. you might think the birdie line is too low or too high. So. Right. Nice. Okay. Nice. It's a way to find, way to have a little fun shopping for someone who's maybe not as football focused, even. This is, this is very interesting. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's bang on. So, what do you have your eyes on? What, what, what are, what are these people that have been sitting with us for, for 50 minutes grasping to your every word like I have been? Um, What are you looking at in the Super Bowl, Adam? All right. So, one prop, um, and I think this one might go even higher. Hold on, let me get my pen ready. Okay. <laughs> I think one flop that might go even higher by the Super Bowl. Um, I played Samuel under 15 and a half rushing yards. It's actually more widely available at 16 and a half now. I'd probably play 16 and a half to up to about 120. I think it's probably going to be even likely better than that available for a lot of people. Um, and I've noticed in the Super Bowl, it seems I think because people focus so much on just one game it's like it seems really easy that he could just get 18 rushing yards like it's of course it's really easy i expect to lose that you know 40 over 40 percent of the time probably okay but it's like there's not any more plays in the super bowl than a normal game 
Right, yeah. Purdy can't run more than normal. Samuel can't run more than normal. Purdy pass more than normal. McCaffrey more rushes than normal. Like, there's only so many plays in the game. Um, Correct. And so, uh, I just kind of think that people, you got this little bump, especially on maybe plays that seem a little more gadgety, like Samuel. Or right. one that's, not, I'm not going to give this one out because it's not the best prices this year, but one that's been a big favorite of mine, and I've played a little bit, but not at stuff that's not available, is like under two and a half players to throw a pass. Because people just expect like everything to happen in the Super Bowl, right? It's yeah. only it's only sixty yeah. minutes in the game, no matter no matter how big the game is. Another What's one the odds uh, usually on that. Just, just sorry to cut you off on the two and a half players. I remember we went over on that a couple years. And yeah. we were freaking out when they did like this crazy ass trick play. It, it is very team specific. That okay. that's one where you, I wouldn't just say the two the team like the league averages they only happens x number of times i think you really have to look at the coaches and the players and right right you know, I think that's, what, that's, what, that's what that's what triggered us yes yeah, sure. yeah Mahomes, you're a little bit less likely to run a trick play maybe than yeah. someone else but yeah okay uh, a second one uh tying it back to earlier in the discussion was i actually am playing longest touchdown under <laughs> in this game i don't yeah. think it's a tremendous edge because um it's a pretty high total and the 49ers are pretty good at deep passing and big plays in general, but I've, there might be better than this available, but I would say under 39 and a half up to about okay. minus 120, I would play. I think I might even have some as high as like 41 and a half. I'm sure it's going to be offered different different lines in different places. Beauty. One of the least fun bets you can ever have because you can lose the game. You can lose <laughs> literally every single play of the game you can lose and you can't win until the game's over. Yeah. But I think yeah. you're going to win more than half the time and hopefully enough to cover the rake, so... Okay, and then another uh, last two. Um, I'm actually played both kickers under the extra points. Let me, under their let me extra just check. points. Okay, um, not not their not their total points. The, the extra, extra points made extra points. Okay, okay. I think I would points. play Moody up to about 120 and Butker up to about minus 135. Okay, I've actually and what, been are, what are the numbers? It's varied. Butker actually opened much higher and was getting bet down. I've noticed a lot of two-way action on this one. That's actually one of the bets my partner's really specialized in. But okay. if you look at team totals, touchdowns is like a pretty big market, or at least team total, and from that yeah. you could derive touchdowns. Right. And then yeah. you the just touchdown kind of number is five and a half, correct? Yep, five and a half. Actually, I played a little bit of under on that as well. At about minus one twenty or better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but if you look at the team touchdowns versus extra points, of course, most of the time you're going to have as many extra points as you have touchdowns. But between misses and two-point conversions, it could be a big difference. So I'd, okay. I'd rather be on, say, Moody under two and a half extra points at minus 120 than team touchdowns under two and a half at plus 120, even though they're very similar bets. But I just think it a little bit more often than not, it's going to work out in your favor. Yeah, nice. yeah, because like you said, all that extra stuff. And and Moody, I, I think, is is has been missing them lately, has he not? Yeah, he's even been missing some. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. So I think there's and a little I, extra there. Yeah. I noticed the trend too. Um I don't know for sure if these coaches will do it, but that like I feel like I see this more now when there's a penalty on the touchdown. Everyone goes for two from the one yard yeah. line. Yeah. So yeah. there's just yeah. a lot of little ways to win that one. It's yeah. So that and, plays into your under on on PATs. Right. right. And it's yeah. not not the most fun bet. You're just sitting there rooting against touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> I love unders. I, I, but, I, I am, I am going to bet that one because uh, let's not forget Moody's a rookie kicker too, as well, is he not? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so rookie kicker and, in the Super Bowl. Ah, that's a little. And you know, none of these are. 
none of these are crazy edges, just because so I don't want people okay, going yeah, up yeah, in the right, bedroom. Yeah. Pump the brakes, everyone. Yeah. The yeah. That, you know they're not. You know they're going to go They're going to hammer these things. <laughs> the stuff that I see as huge edges usually is gone, either because I bet it or because someone else bet it or typically both. So, yeah. okay. Stuff, okay. I have some stuff that, you know, is huge edges, but typically not up now. Or if it's up now, it's not going to be up tomorrow. So, a lot of gotcha. uh, a lot of Pisky's followers, in the especially in the beginning, would just basically hit Pisk up and say, "Shut the fuck up and give us picks." <laughs> so this is this Still is happens. what you can. So you cannot say pump the brakes. <laughs> People are gonna eat this shit up. It's still I think they're happens. good bets. Feel free to yeah. bet them, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, nice. No, no, I, I I like your reasoning I, behind. I, yeah, I, I, lose, I, I have plenty of losing days and certainly plenty yeah. of losing bets. So. As, it's actually one of the, the biggest reasons I would never sell picks is I would hate, like, I oh. go through stretches where right? we have 100 bats and you're doing terrible. I would hate yeah. to be losing other people money, people yelling at you on Twitter. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. brutal. This this game is hard enough. Yeah, losing streaks enough. are hard enough. Losing streaks happen, right? A lot of people won't tell you that. A lot of people won't admit that. It happens. And then you got to fix things, right? And if you have all that pressure of, yeah, subscribers, like, I could you imagine? I'm, I'm sure there's, like, death threats going to these people when yeah. they get on a cold streak or whatever. Things aren't working anymore. So, no, I I, I would never do that. I, I don't like the way it's done either. Like, a lot of people yeah. have to be, you know, are pretty shady in the in the whole way of doing the selling thing. Oh, so, yeah. I don't know. It's it's never it's never been a, a, a remote thought in my mind to do but that. But yeah, even if you're doing it ethically and you're a winning player, I would just I can lose my own money. I can deal with that and you still have yes. done that plenty of times, but That's that's exactly why I don't get give, give people advice on crypto. I'm a ma massive crypto enthusiast. It it has helped us immensely in sports betting. But I will yeah, never tell I, anyone, hey, go buy some Bitcoin or, you know, yeah, get into DeFi. I like Bitcoin, DeFi. but I don't tell anyone else to buy it. No, yeah, no, I, it's I not, my, not my I've never thing. understood the confidence of the people who are either convinced it's going to go down or convinced it's going to go up because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. So. Right? I know. Uh, Just is, like is, anything is, else, it's a gamble. It <laughs> is. It is. Uh, hashtag always betting. Uh, do you have any more, Adam? Because I think I have one to add to, to your list here. Uh, I think that's it on what I you think yeah. that's it. If uh, if people want to hit me up on Twitter though, if they say, especially if they have one maybe they've already been looking at, and they say, mm -hmm. Hey, I was looking at this prop, what do you think? Uh happy to answer. So that's amazing. Okay, that, that... you should never have said that. Now half of Vaughn. <laughs> half of Vaughn, now once they see this, they're gonna hit you up, bro. That's okay. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to weigh in. Um it's I okay. certainly don't handicap it. I'm certainly I've seen some actually some plays from some other people who I think are sharp and sometimes the opposite what I'm on. And oh, obviously yeah. that means probably one of us is wrong on that given play. But, yeah. you know, if you're putting in 100, I'd make up a number, but 150 plays on the Super Bowl, there's no way all 150 are plus EV. I think they are, or I wouldn't bet them. But yeah, if I, you yeah. know, there's, there's going to be some margin for error. If, you know, 130 of them are plus EV, you're going to do just fine. But 100%. So. And, and to, to go on that, Adam, I will recap the strategy that we use, the full dog and I, for many years, uh, the Godfather can attest because he saw us doing this in, in Las Vegas. So we had this random bar in Toronto that would no. put out a prop sheet every Missed Super Bowl. And uh, basically the owner of the bar or whoever was running this pool would put out his own prop numbers. Like just randomly pull numbers out of his ass, inflate certain popular guys. So us guys being, you know, mostly top down betters, We'd go to a site like Pinnacle and just see what the numbers were at currently. And then we'd take this prop sheet and bet everything that was off. 
And guess what? This guy doesn't offer that sheet anymore. He stopped doing yeah. it a couple of years ago <laughs> because I, I, you guys can put together why he stopped doing what he was doing because it was, it was glorious, glorious. Like, could you imagine? You just gave your props out here, uh, Debo Samuel at twenty-five and a half rushing yards. That's the that, kind of shit. That now that would be something I'd recommend a big battle. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. So. Uh, just to follow it up, I do have something of my own to give out. Actually, it's not my own. Uh, we are in touch with different groups, betting groups, and uh, this one came up, and the line has moved drastically, so I'm not scared to give it out. And I talked to the guy that presented it to me yesterday, and he said that he's very deep on this prop, so I think he's done oh, all the betting that I know, he needs to I do. I know what's coming now, Jezu Christ. The halftime song. Usher's doing the halftime song. Apparently... Apparently, first song, first song. First song, My Way is a Lock. Now, th that's not coming from me, so don't shoot me if it happen, if it doesn't happen. Uh, but when I was told, when I was asked to help bet this thing, uh, the line was plus 225 at MGM. I went on yesterday because I was getting the same messages, and I said, you know what, enough of this. I'm going to put something on it. I went to Betway, and the line is now even money. So that's a pretty significant move. On a song, on first song for Usher. So Usher I'm does Frank Sinatra's My Way. I don't know if it's Frank's or not. I I I don't know. I'm sorry. Those kind of markets are, are interesting because normally, if something goes from plus two twenty five to plus a hundred, it's never a bet. Oh. Except yeah. these outcomes, like if they someone's seen the set list. <laughs> And that well, that's just song, it. That's just it. Then plus a hundred's yeah. a great bet. Minus, you know, two hundred could be a great bet. So yeah, hundred percent. If it, if you're guaranteed the return on it, I don't care what I'm yeah, betting you, at, I mean, right? Yeah, I'm well, making some calls. I'll hit you up, Adam. I'll get. I'll, I'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, Adam. You know, markets for sure. That, like, sharing. Uh, sharing your... oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Something no, no, like no, Grammys no. is not something I really bet much. But those are like the way of time where, like, if you see the steam, you actually want to follow the steam, even a worse number. There you so, go. That's somebody might know, what's, might know what's exactly. Coming. Someone, everyone, you know, all the conspiracy theorists out there want to make a case that the NFL is scripted. Well, guess what? These props that we were just talking about actually are scripted. Right? Right? Yeah. There is a precisely. So if precisely. it leaks, there you go. You can make some coin on it. Adam, but, really uh, quickly. Sorry to cut yeah. you off because I got to get this in. I promised my daughters. Okay. Okay. Is Travis Kelsey going to propose? To Taylor Swift after the game, if the Chiefs win, I'm gonna guess no. But that's what <laughs> I, that's what I told no them. No expertise on this subject beyond uh, yes. beyond I, I, I got some serious Swifties that I went to for that question, and at the time it came out, one of these social media sites, BR Betting or something, put out, and it was the the no was minus two fifty, and I got a Swiftie, and shout out to Jordana, she gave me a breakdown oh of exactly God. what she thinks is going to happen, and she had no at a 95% certainty. And I'm like, well, hmm, a minus 250. Don't quote me on this math, people. But I think it's a, like a minus uh, 250. Two, minus 250 is 75% uh, accuracy or whatever. Probability. Um, Jesus, Probability. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting nervous yeah, because the camera's on me. Yeah, yeah. Do, but do, um, do, so I'm like, whoa, I, thi I think there's value on the no there. And then I, I went over to FanDuel because that's, that's who posted it. And they're now sitting at minus 3,000 no. So maybe some Swifties yeah. out there cashed in. Yeah, I don't know, well, there you go. You missed, you missed the bus again. 
Yeah. I'm guessing that wasn't the biggest limit pop they posted this week, but maybe, yeah. maybe one of the maybe one of the most misplaced ones at least. Yeah. Well, how Probably. about this? Would you lay minus two hundred on everybody's favorite pop anytime touchdown scorer Christian McCaffrey? No, I haven't played either side of that one. Because uh, you know what? We, you know, up here are, uh, at halftime, FanDuel runs the show, that the broadcast, sorry, and people weigh in on this anytime touchdown, and it's like it's the best bet of the game, like 16 weeks running, and, you know, it's always minus 300, and now the people are telling me there's value at minus 200. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it up. Yeah, though, the minus anytime touchdown is actually not one we bet a ton of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do plan this weekend to just kind of go through, and I think you're going to see maybe a little bit more divergent prices on some of the player props and just kind of probably mostly unders, just kind of take the highest number unders on Mahomes passing yards, Purdy passing mm-hmm. yards, Kelsey passing yards. Uh, I'll see, but those aren't necessarily strong. Op- Kelsey receiving yards, obviously. Those aren't necessarily strong opinions, but... If you get, you know, one, I got to say, before you get one book, say offering 245 and one book offering 255, don't mind right. just taking a shot on the 255 yeah. under it. Even go. if so, it's not something that I think is like a way offline or anything. Here's another question, Adam, because you follow it a lot closer than someone like myself. Is it better to bet unders closer to game time? Do you think all the books inflate their numbers from I what think... you've seen in past years? It's less than it used to be. That's a common talking point on podcasts. Say, oh, everything's going to steam up on Sunday. I think there's so much sharp money in the market now that it's not as maybe much as it used to be. Okay. But I think there's going to be some, and it's going to maybe split off a little bit. Like some book might move six yards, but maybe a little bit sharper book will move it off on say passing yards. So, yeah, I think it's a a little time intensive, but if you're willing to kind of shop around, I think some – some especially Kelsey Mahomes, like probably the very most public ones. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think there's gonna be some opportunity for that, but I I wouldn't recommend betting everything under on Sunday just on the theory that you know. Got <laughs> but it. It's a yeah. little too high, so I'd rather yeah, everything not... under than everything over. But I don't know if either hey, one's okay. the best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're Great. you're talking his language now. Oh, geez, I'm not gonna fucking hear the end of this. <laughs> Great. I, tips. I think football is a game with a little bit more weighted towards under than um, basketball. Because you have the opportunity for these big plays. You can only get one rebound at a time, but you can throw a 60-yard pass. Right, so right. It's a little that's bit, It's a little bit more like the median and the mean are going to diverge a little bit more sometimes mm-hmm. on a football prop than on a basketball prop. That's right. you got to know your sports a little. <laughs> okay. One more question, because the Godfather and I have been button heads about this, and then I'm going to ask you who's going to win the big game, and that's how we'll finish uh, off this amazing episode. No, I got, uh, I got the speed. It. I got the speed questions for him. Speed questions? Yeah. Okay, got, you ask I... him your questions. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. Oh, speed. Okay. okay, speed questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do speed it. Speed questions. Go. These are all Super Bowl props. Heads or tails? Tails, always. Okay. First team to score a TD. Chiefs. Uh, national anthem. Over or under 95 seconds. Seems short, I guess, compared to other years. I'll, I'll say over. Not so, not something I follow, though. No, okay. no, no one listen to me. It's going to be an under anyway. Anyway. Okay. okay. Uh, my first, under first, time, first time out. Who calls the first time out? Not something I've bet. 
but I'll say San Francisco. Okay. Total field goals in the game, three and a half. That's an OLG special. Well, at even money, I'd take the, I mean, if it was like minus 115, minus 115, I'd take the under. I actually would lean over a little bit. I played actually both kickers over one and a half, but just to kind of off market prices. So okay. I'll, I'll say over. But Okay. Total TDs, five and a half, over, under. I'll say under on that one. Okay. And you alluded to this already. You kind of gave us the answer. Total players to throw a pass. I'll say under two and a half. Two, okay. Under two and a half. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you very much for for partaking. Yeah, my pleasure. (laughs) That was a great exercise. The thing that the Godfather and I butt heads against, Adam, and I know it's it's, it's definitely situational, but standalone props in basketball, should the Godfather be laying minus 125? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. See? See? Thank you, Adam. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I thank you. No, I, I think minus one fifty, minus one sixty is fine. Really, on 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 just like a normal total points or something. If total it's rebounds. A bad, if it's a bad line, yeah. If they open uh, the guy, you know what? The guy's holding the the guy's holding the operation back. What can I say? I mean, it's, they, it's the line's ten and a half points, and I think the guy should be lying to thirteen and a half points. It doesn't happen see? often, but see, and, you know, it's been bad uh, off to minus one forty-five. That's greatest, greatest guest ever. Greatest guest ever. Okay, that just totally <laughs> that, shot me in the foot. I weren't, ex- I wasn't expecting you to say that. But it does make sense. So, Godfather, that work out to you. Don't listen to piscalito, me. Eh? Next time you have a question about props, you DM Adam. You do not ask me, Godfather. Uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> you. Me and you got some work to do, Adam. Yeah, if you if you make a number and you and the price is good to that number, then yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter, right? Cool. There you go. Love yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, last question: Who's gonna win the big game, Adam? I'm from Boston in the Brady era, so I got used to just assuming Brady was going to win every time. So I'm going to say, uh, I just assume Mahomes is going to win every time now. <laughs> so I'm going to say Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, All right. I'm with you on the Godfathers on the 49ers. I'm going to go back, 49ers. Back. Uh, I've had enough, and, and that's it. Although, but I, not, I, I am worried now that you're on the Chiefs. I'll say that. No, I, I have zero... Honest answer, I actually think probably a little bit of value on the 49ers spread. Oh, okay. I don't really bet spreads. I've been told that by people who uh, people are smarter than me at betting spreads. I don't think it's a huge value or anything. Well, listen, we all know GRP says you bet teams, not numbers. (laughs) So let's, all right, let's. I might throw in a negative expectation bet on the Chiefs because you got to back Mahomes here. Yeah. There you go. Wow. What a way to finish it. Well, Adam, I I want, oh, and last, last question now. Uh, Where are you watching the big game? (laughs) I think I'm probably going to live a little bit outside New York City. Um, My partner lives actually in the city. I'm probably going to go down and watch it there. Nice. Okay. Escape the two, the two you are and the four you are who are in the biggest football <laughs> fan. So that's true. You've made mention on Twitter a few times that uh, you know betting professionally is fun and all, but doing it with a two-year-old and a four-year-old at your feet is very challenging. And yeah, I they, uh, cannot help but the Godfather yeah. has uh, a few daughters that he's been through that, so I, I'm sure he can relate. Three times. Yeah, I, I work from home, and they, they don't really care about time-sensitive lines, surprisingly. So. No, no, no. They don't get it. And it doesn't get any better, too. I don't know how old they are, but let me be the first to tell you it doesn't get any better. 
Yeah, that two and four. And, uh, I oh, <laughs> but you know what? Give me two and four over 16 to 19 any day of the week. Yeah, I've heard uh, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. That's, oh, that's, that's a line. Yeah. Uh, the Godfather, it. I think, is going to a Super Bowl, local Super Bowl party in Etobicoke, house party. Yes. And uh, I reserve a wild stupid party because you know what i went to circle last year i watched it at the sp sp sports book with the godfather yeah. right down in the sports book at circa uh so i i couldn't do something quiet so i'm doing something loud so you're gonna have to stay posted to the my social media keep an eye out and i will take you guys for the ride of where uh Pisky's gonna be watching this you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed you can't you can't match that circa sports we're gonna book. try we're gonna at least i'm trying uh, you know what you'll try yeah, that's true that's true <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Adam. Adam, pleasure. You're the yeah, man. This was a lot of fun, honestly, dude. And everyone, listen to this. This was Adam's first ever podcast. Oh. Can you believe how well he did? Bro, you're this a pro, guy man. is a yeah, absolutely pro better. Have pro him on podcaster. again. Do we your will. job, well, producer. Yeah, come back. Yeah. We will. We will for sure. Props. Yeah, it'll be my pleasure. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. And thank you all for joining us. We'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Go Niners!